This week on The Swearwolves, we discuss two horror movies with numbers in the title, Dementia 13 and 31. the Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. You just got back. Yeah. You, you look, son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you look like you have some kind of weird disease on your legs. I look like a leper. Yeah. yeah it's awful. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, I went to Hawaii and uh, forgot to put sunscreen on my legs. And now they're peeling. He sent me a video of him peeling the skin off of his legs the other night. It was so gross. And it was like... It, it was like a, like a sheet. It was like a sheet, yeah. It was <laughs> of skin. He it was, was just, like when you were a kid and you put glue on your mm-hmm. on your skin and then peeled the glue off. But, yeah, after you know, dried. But with my flesh. Yeah, with his flesh. And then he was eating it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's, that'd be Sprinkling gross. Sprinkling a little salt on it. That would be so gross. Oh. Yeah, I did not do that. Up right now. <laughs> it's so gross. I got burned like everywhere but my face. Well, that's good. So even like my chest and my stomach, like, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. And I, I use sunscreen. Yeah. But at least my face didn't get burned. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. I didn't do much of anything, but recently I went and met Ari Lehman. And for those of you who don't oh, yeah. know, Ari Lehman was the first Jason, I guess. That's the name of his band, right? First Jason? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think so. <laughs> that's what he, I think that's what it is. <laughs> but he um, was at a record store in Chandler, Arizona, and I didn't have his autograph. David, you already had his autograph. I needed his uh, signature on my hockey mask. So I brought that down there and um, got that. So the only one I'm missing right now, and I think you're missing him too, is the guy who played him in um, Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. Ken Kersinger. Kersinger. Yeah. Something like that. He doesn't come out here that often. No. So. I don't think he's never, at least that I can think of, no West Coast shows. Yeah. Well, maybe someday. Yep. Hopefully. But anyway, regardless, met Ari Lehman, who was really nice. We talked for a little bit, and he was asking me about. Um, Friday the 13th. He's like, when's the last time you watched it? And I said, well, actually, I watch this movie often. I go, but I do a podcast where I review horror movies. And he's like, have you guys ever seen the movie Dementia 13? I said, no, I have not. Yeah. And so he recommended that we watch this movie. And so I immediately told David, we should watch this movie. We need to pair this up with something else. What should we pair it up with? And David's like, how about 31? Because it's a number also. <laughs> it's the inverse yeah. of that. So it works. That's there why you, go. you got Dementia 13 and 31. They have nothing to do. There's nothing really in common. No. At yeah, all, there's no common denominator Except here. for one has 13 in it. One has 31. Yeah. Yeah. We, we took the, the path of least resistance exactly. on this one. <laughs> exactly. So that's why we're doing these movies today. I did want to announce that we are holding a 
contest this episode. Well, we're announcing the contest this episode, and uh, the details of that will be later in the episode. So you got to listen to the whole thing. This is just a little, little nut tickler, mm-hmm. little right on the balls, <laughs> on the old bean bag. God, why do every time I say it, I do this with do my the, fingers? You do the fingers and make the make the little gesture and the noise like you're calling a kitten or something. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the contest, you can win a Swearwolves t-shirt and a art print that we received from Patrick Rasmussen at Fantasy Realms Art. Um, but we'll have more details on that later on in the episode, so stay tuned. Stick around. Stick around. Before we get to that, let's talk about the movie Dementia 13. came out in 1963, September 25th. Yeah, where were you? 1963. <laughs> David, David, hold on. We haven't brought it out in a while. But I brought along the time machine. Look, <laughs> here it is. We're gonna get Let me inside. just wheel it out. Look, it's got dust on it. We haven't used this since Alan was on the podcast. <laughs> so let's dust this off here. All right. Um, you want to step in? Yeah. All right. You get in first. <laughs> I'm right behind you, buddy. <laughs> You're going to tickle All my right. balls. <laughs> hey, let me just close the door here. Let me just type in. <laughs> stop. stop making the kitty noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, typing, I'm typing in the date. We're going back to September 25th, 1963. Let's do it. All right. Wow. Look at this. It's September 25th, 1963. Cars are way cooler looking. <laughs> what do you think the number one movie was? <laughs> I mean, like, why would we even know? I don't know, but I just took a shot in the dark. Okay. I went with it's a mad, 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 mad world. No. Damn it's a movie it. called The VIPs. No idea what that is. Nope, neither do I. But it stars Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, and Orson Welles. Oh, wow. Apparently it was good. I think one of somebody got nominated for an Oscar from that crew. I don't know. <laughs> I feel so uncultured right now. <laughs> yeah. never heard of it. Who knows? Neither have I. But what do you think the number one? We're going to have listeners right now. Like, I can't believe you've never heard of the VIP. Yeah. Oh, the VIP is a great film. It's cinematic mm-hmm. masterpiece. Richard Burton's best performance. If it was even Richard Burton. I think it was. <laughs> I know it was Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Who was the other person you said? Orson Welles. Orson I know Wells? it was him too. Okay. Yeah. The movie sucked. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that the VIPs <laughs> sucked. But uh, what was the number one song? Uh, I'm going to go with Louie Louie by the Kingsman. <laughs> was that 60? I don't think that was 60. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Did you look it up? Yeah, I did. Louie <laughs> Louie. I didn't cheat. I just looked up songs that came out in 1963 that was on the list. Oh, okay. It was not Louie Louie. Damn. It was a little song by Bobby Vinton called Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. She wore blue velvet. <laughs> Ooh. It's very seductive. And now it's tickling my balls. Softer than satin was her size. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good. I still don't know what that song is, though. Blue Velvet by Bobby Vinton. Didn't they play it in the trailer for the movie for the Blue movie? Velvet? Yeah, the Lynch film. So. Yeah. Interesting. This movie was written and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Really interesting. I yeah. mean, just Francis Coppola back then, but it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, when his name popped up, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, pretty interesting. Music by Ronald Stein. It stars a bunch of people that you would never even know in a million years. <laughs> like, William Campbell as Richard Halloran. Launa Anders as Louise Halloran. Patrick McGee as Dr. Justin Caleb. He's the only one I recognized. Did you? He, he's in The Clockwork Orange. Oh, is he? He's the writer, like the guy that they like, they rape his wife. Oh, okay. That dude. 
Yeah. Everybody else, they're just different characters, right? Yeah. Budget was $42,000. Small budget. Mm -hmm. You got to imagine, this was like Francis Ford Coppola. Like, he was probably like 20. Yeah, yeah. This had to be one of his <laughs> like, first movies, if not his first. Yeah. It's very Bo early. Box office. There's no information on box office. Hmm. The movie opens up, and it's uh, this guy. Uh, John. John, sorry. And he's like, I'm going to go out on this rowboat. I'm going to go on a rowboat <laughs> with like a little boombox. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a little radio. Yeah. He's listening to some shitty song. It was like some sort of like rock, like 60s rock. Yeah. It was not. And nor was it Blue Velvet. No. He was like, we're going to make this song a hit. <laughs> yeah, no. Francis Coppola's like brother's band. <laughs> um, so he's like, I'm going to go out and row. You know, and guys back then wore suits any time they did anything. That's right. Yeah. It's like, so they're like, I'm going to go play racquetball. And they're in a suit. They're in a suit. I'm going to go row a boat. They're in a suit. I'm going to go to church. Yep. I'm, I'm in a suit. Fetch my fedora. <laughs> yep. Yep. Got to go for a jog. I'm in a suit <laughs> with those like wood bottom shoes that yeah. slide all over the place. Yeah. Everybody's in a suit all the fucking time. So he's no exception. He's like, I'm going to go row this boat. And his wife, Louise, is like, I'm going to row with you because we got to talk about your mom and how insane she is. Yeah. And how she needs to give us all of her money when she dies. And she's like, I mean, like legit loaded. Yeah. Like she lives in a castle. Like, yeah. In Ireland. Yeah. And none of them are Irish. So that's how rich this chick is. <laughs> She's like, I'm not Irish. None of my family is Irish. But we're going to buy this fucking want Irish that money. Yeah. <laughs> so Louise is out on the boat with John. And John's like, Rowan, just listening to music. And he's like, you want my money. And she's like, They're yes. not a happy relationship. No, no. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. I do want your money. Yeah. But you're not in the will. We got to fix that. Yeah. She's like, but your mom's going to give it all the charity because of Kathleen. Yeah. We hear Kathleen, we're like, who the fuck is Who's Kathleen? That? And she's like, we need, yeah, like David said, we need to fix that. Yeah. And he's like, well, you better hope that this Rowan doesn't give me a heart attack and I die. Because if I die before we fix that will, you don't get shit. assed out. Yeah. And no sooner does he say it, than he's like, oh, oh God, my heart. <laughs> what a coincidence. I overexerted <laughs> too much rowing. I should have told you about that. I should have worn more comfortable clothing. <laughs> 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 I shouldn't have fucking gone for a fucking row at the middle of the night. Was he on the fucking crew team? Why is he out there rowing? <laughs> fucking Winklevoss <laughs> twins or something? <laughs> uh, people watching the Olympics? Yeah. Like, well, by the time we record this, the yeah, Olympics will be, be, be closer to the next Olympics by the time this airs. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, the Olympics have been on and they do that, like, fucking crew team. Yeah. That, that shit's crazy. Yeah, those guys are nuts. They are. And then there's always the little guy who sits in the fucking bow of the boat. He's all, row, ya bastards. Yeah, row, ya fucking bastards. <laughs> Just faster. Stroke, stroke. He's fucking jerking off while he's like, yeah, you better fucking get to the finish line before I come. Every time he says stroke, he strokes his dick. And he's like, whoever, if you don't finish before I finish, yeah. you have to lick it all up. Oh, That's his role. Oh. <laughs> that's motivation. Yeah, rules is rules. <laughs> yeah, I think that's in the Olympic... The IOC, uh, the official rules, <laughs> rules. They're like, there has to be a little guy in the yeah, bow of the, the boat. They wrote it like all the other people on the committee were like, yes, yes, that <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> I like this rule. <laughs> there, there is no dissent. <laughs> it's unanimous. Uh, all those in favor? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, hear it. The eyes had it. <laughs> oh, 
opposed? Nothing? All right. All right. So what do we call that guy at the front of the boat? What is he called? I don't know. There's a name for him. Yeah. It should be called the jerk off. The jizz master. <laughs> the jizz master, yeah. <laughs> stroke. 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 If I come before there's a lot of cum eating. <laughs> what about for the female though? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, know either. We'll think of something. <laughs> the female they're just like girls, we're not gonna subject you to that. You just 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 do it as just a sport. You men are assholes. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> you gotta watch this guy masturbate as well, you know. <laughs> I don't make up the rules. Well, you know, actually, well, let's get past that. <laughs> so fucking John's out on the boat fucking Jerking preparing. <laughs> He's like, listen, I don't want to lick any more jizz. I gotta win. <laughs> Tired of losing. <laughs> Tired of losing. I'm not long for this world. Tired of fucking sucking jizz up off the fucking bottom of the boat. <laughs> so I'm gonna go practice. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn. Yeah, see, he, he just dies right there on the boat. And she's like, God damn it. I mean, she he does die. Yeah. I also like how she's like, why are we listening to this shit music? Yeah, she throws the... <laughs> Throws the radio overboard. <laughs> well, she does, but she throws his body. But oh, she thinks quick. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "All right, look, I need him to be alive for at least a little while. At least longer. until I get this will sorted out." Yeah. So I'm gonna tie. She ties him to the fucking. She like weighs him down. Yeah, the anchor. Yeah, and tosses, tosses him overboard. Him. And then she's like rolling. She's like, "This isn't hard." Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is he complaining about this yeah. fucking jizz? Fucking weak ass. <laughs> weak ass heart, motherfucker. <laughs> so she goes back. Yeah. All right. So we just had to take a break because we had to let David's dog out. David, you got a new puppy. We'll talk about that some other time. Yeah. But <laughs> but anyway, um, we had to let David's dog out. And so I was like, oh, what was the name of the person that sits in front of the boat? And God damn it, if their name isn't the coxswain. <laughs> Or, or Cox. So That's it makes fantastic. so much fucking sense. Yeah. Like, I think I think we're onto something here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so she throws this fucker over the boat. <laughs> yeah. Sink, yeah. Sink, damn you. Yeah. And she goes back home and she's like, all right, I got to cover this shit up. Yeah. So there's like a voiceover and she's doing all this shit and she's like, I'm going to. She like types a letter. Yeah. She's like type an old typewriter. She's like, click, click, click. I had to go away on business. Sorry, I won't be here for Kathleen's ceremony or whatever the yeah, fuck they I call gotta it. Yeah, I got to go to New York or something. He's got to go somewhere for yeah. business. And uh, she takes his suits and she throws them in a suitcase, typewriter, everything. She goes down to the pond, throws all that shit in the <laughs> water, and delivers the note underneath the mom's door in the castle. Yeah. And she, the next day, everybody's like, oh, sorry, John had to leave for business. And you can kind of tell that the mom is like indifferent towards the daughter or her daughter-in-law. Yeah. She's not a fan. Yeah. She, so the mom has three kids, John, who's dead now, Richard and Billy, Billy, Oh, Billy, oh, Billy. at breakfast the next morning. They're, they're talking about like, whatever, like John's gone. Yeah. And, and there's going to be this ceremony coming along. And we find out a little bit more about this Kathleen and Kathleen was the youngest child. Yeah. Quite a bit younger. Well, yeah, but not not too much younger than Billy. Yeah, I guess. And she'd been dead for like seven years. But yeah. she was like a kid when she died. Yeah, she was like 
yeah, like 12. Like 10, yeah, yeah. She was a and little so, one. Yeah. And she, and she drowned. She drowned in the pond. Yeah. And there was just an accident on someone's wedding day. Oh, my God. It was on someone's wedding day. And that's why the mom doesn't like weddings at the castle. Yeah. It reminds her of Kathleen. unpleasant events. Yeah. And Billy's telling uh, Louise, or, yeah, Louise the story. And he's just, like, kind of telling her the story. But he's like, oh, my mom wanted a girl. She had three boys. And then finally she had a girl. And the girl died. Yeah. That sucks. And we kind of get a little flashback. Is it here that we get a little flashback of... Uh, Billy and Kathleen, like, I think so. We did it a few times. Yeah. And Billy, like, has, like, a look of concern on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Billy's a weirdo. Fucking Billy. We also meet uh, Kane. She comes off of a plane. I was really confused by her. Billy picks her up. I thought she was Louise, like, traveling. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize that she was already there. So it took me a few minutes to figure this out. And I was like, why is she kissing dudes? Yeah. Why is she kissing this other guy? No. I was like, oh, okay. It's a different Del- person. Different different woman. Yeah, yeah. They kind of look similar. Yeah. Both blonde. Both young. Both in black and white. Both in black <laughs> and white. Yeah. This film is in black and white. So Kane comes off this plane and Billy picks her up at the airport and she wants to meet up with Richard, Richard. who's her fiance. Yep. And Richard's the eldest brother, I think. I think so. By the way, Richard, the actor, mm-hmm. is four years younger than the woman who was playing the mom. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, well, you can tell by watching the movie. Cause I'm watching this. She doesn't look that oh, old. And by the way, the mom in the movie, yeah. her age, she was my, the age I am now. Oh God. She's 44. Oh, that's, in, I'm so sorry for you. So fucking Richard was 40. <laughs> He's your age. <laughs> yeah. And he looked, he did, he looks way older. Yeah. They looked more like siblings and yes. mother and And child. that's what I kind of thought they were. I thought it was like her brother. But no, it was supposed to be her son. And she was she was playing old, but she didn't look old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what was up with people in the fucking 60s? <laughs> like first of all, y'all look older than than you are. Second of all, just get an actress who is like fucking 60. Yeah. Maybe the casting director like had the day off or something. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, I'm in this uh, rowing competition. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not the rower. I'm the guy at the front. <laughs> we call them, I call the cocks. Yep. Uh, May have heard of it. <laughs> but anyway, so Kane meets up with this fucking guy, Richard. And he's like a sculptor. Yeah, I guess so. He's an artist. And I guess the dad who's passed away was also like a sculptor. Yeah. And so they're a family of sculptors. <laughs> Like, I don't know. That's, that's, their, there's like this that's weird, their trade. There's like this weird backstory. There's some weird, there's a lot of weird backstory stuff in this movie. But it never gets fleshed out. No. It's like, oh yeah, dad was a sculptor. Anyway. Well, anyway. Want some toast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Want to go for a row? Yeah. <laughs> stroke me, stroke me, stroke. I think we just discovered our intro song. <laughs> to the Billy Squire. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they have a, a memorial service. For the dead daughter. So they do this every year, I take it? Yes. Like, is it on her anniversary of her death or on like her birthday? I think it's the anniversary of her death or funeral. Okay. Because they reenact what happened at the funeral. Because even Billy says that part of the show yeah. is that... Because she's buried right there on the... on the. That's the cool thing about like When you got castles. a castle, just be buried in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have graveyards. But her grave is right there. Yeah. And they put flowers down. Yeah. And uh, the mom like flips out when she puts her flower down because the flower like immediately dies. And it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Why? 
that's never explained. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Why'd that happen? Because they think the house is haunted and she thinks that Kathleen's, Kathleen's spirit ghost. is still there. Yeah. And none of the other brothers, like, they don't believe any of that nonsense. No. They're like, not at she's all. crazy. But Louise, like, picks up on that. She's like, I'm going to use this to my advantage so she, I'm, because I'm an awful person. Yeah. And I just want this money. Yeah. So she, um, they do this whole, like, fucking show and they throw the flowers down, it wilts, and then the mom faints. And that's what happens every fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there she goes again. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Get the yep. smelling salts. <laughs> They're like, all right, wheel her in. Um, so Louise gets this idea and she sneaks around. She finds out where all the secret passages are in the castle. Also, she asks, asks like the groundskeeper. Yeah. Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> and uh, so she goes around and she's. Um, she also tells Lady Halloran that uh, she can hear Kathleen like uh, she speaks to me. Yeah. And I'll find out what she wants. Yeah. Don't you worry. I'm so, on the case. So she goes to Kathleen's bedroom and she picks up all these old dolls. Yeah. And she's got like a bunch of wind up toys and stuff. It's kind of cool. It was kind of cool looking. But anyway, she takes all these dolls and she's going to go tie them to the bottom of the pond. Yeah. I thought this was kind of complicated. And she puts like some kind of something on like the rope to dissolve it, I guess. I guess. And then it'll she's she's a fucking chemist too yeah, apparently exactly she's she like at this precise time <laughs> tomorrow we're gonna all have lunch out here on the yeah on the by, by the pond and the toys will float to the surface and then she'll know that kathleen's talking to her because that's a sign yeah why so that's that's <laughs> what her plan is at least let's pause that real quick because i want to go back kane and billy kane and billy spend a lot of time together you'd think they were engaged yes yeah right but um, it's just because Richard is like off being an a- Richard's an asshole to he's his a, fiance. Yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick. He's like, you got to leave me alone. Yeah, I need to work. <laughs> I'm sculpting. She's like, you're masturbating at the front of a boat. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm, I'm sculpting. <laughs> it's part of the creative process. Yeah. So anyway, they're walking around and they see this guy. Um, this this like hunter. Yeah, they call him a poacher. <laughs> yeah, he's a poacher. He like comes across. Uh, what was his name? Uh, let's see. Simon. Simon. Simon is like, uh, he's like dressed like Elmer Fudd. He's like, Oh, you wabbit. <laughs> but he's, he's like hunting for this Fox that he thinks kills his fucking chickens or rabbits yeah, or something. And he's never caught it. And no one's ever seen it. Yeah. And they're so, convinced this guy's just nuts. Yeah. It's kind of like comic relief. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring up him real quick. Go back to Louise. Louise goes and strips down naked, <laughs> dives into, um, She's not really naked. No, yeah, down to her bra and panties, though. Like, that'd be pretty risque in 63. Yeah. yeah. Those panties, by the way. They're like granny panties. You could, you could parachute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were big. <laughs> they were just big and baggy. Yeah, they were. Um, but she dives to the bottom of the lake, which is crystal clear, clear at night. <laughs> yes. And she can see everything. It's like creature from the Black Lagoon yeah. clear. <laughs> Very clear and well lit. And she opens her eyes underwater. Like, when you open your eyes underwater, isn't everything fu- fuzzy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, right? It's just dirt. It's just, but like it's foggy because right. you can't like see. Yeah, it's distance. Like everything's blurry. Yeah, no. My mom though, she goes. When I was a kid, I'd open my water, my eyes underwater, and I could see clear. Bullshit. And that's what I said to her. I go, "You're lying." Yeah, you're lying, she mom. Goes, she goes, "How dare you tell me what I can and cannot do?" And I go, "Well, no one in the world can fucking see clear underwater." Yeah, you're nuts unless you're wearing a mask. And and even then, like it's not like it's still not the same. It's not. Yeah. Like, I go, were you wearing goggles? She's like, no, I just opened my eyes and I could see underwater. I was like, yes, you can see shapes and like, 
Because, like, could you also breathe underwater, mom? <laughs> but it's one of those things, like, the older my mom gets, like, shit that she thinks that she's she remembers. Positive. Yeah. And then she's like, no, this is what happened. And You're it's like, like it isn't. no, it's not. Like, we didn't live on Mars. <laughs> I know we, <laughs> we lived did. On Mars. She saw it in a fucking, she probably watched this movie when she was a kid. And was like, like, yeah, that's what it's like when you're underwater. It's <laughs> just like that. Um, Be right. She's got perfect night vision. Perfect underwater. night vision. Perfect vision in general. 2020. She's like fucking 2010. Yeah. Like. She's got a gift. <laughs> she's wasting it on, on this. She could make millions. <laughs> yeah. So she puts the thing. She puts the dolls down there. And then she sees she's something that startles her. Yeah. Like she like, screams underwater. Yeah. <laughs> And then the bubble <laughs> pops and it's all ah! <laughs> gasp, <laughs> scream. Um, but it's a bed and a gravestone and the body of Kathleen. Yeah, it's just like dead perfectly body. preserved. Jason Voorhees down there. Yeah. Hence the reason why Ari Lehman recommended yeah. this movie to me. <laughs> so she hightails it out of there. Well, she gets up to the surface and she's about ready to climb out, and out of nowhere comes a fucking axe. Yeah. Boom. Hacks her up. Dead. Dead. I was shocked. It was very psycho. <laughs> very. It was. Well, this whole movie is it very kind Hitchcock. Of an, yes. Yeah. I think it was definitely an, an homage. It's very much like you could see this being like a Hitchcockian type movie. Or a producer was like, we need to make a movie like that. Yes. It was such a hit. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say that Hitchcock did with Psycho is like you saw the outline but you didn't see the details of the face of Norman when mm-hmm. he's uh, spoiler alert. Norman's the killer. <laughs> um, when, when Norman's dressed up and he's killing Marion um, Marion. Yeah. So you don't know who it is. Right. Like maybe you kind of can guess, but you like when you're piecing yeah, everything together, right. This, we see the outline of the killer and I'm like, well, that's that dude. Like, I'm not going to oh, see. I, did, right I didn't figure it out. Really? No. Well, not through that shot, but I had a pretty good idea most of the movie who it was. Yeah. And I was correct. Yeah. But, like, go back, well, or not. <laughs> and, and watch it, and you can and see watch the face. It, and you can really see, like, who it is. Yeah. They don't disguise it. And I, well, we'll get to that in my review. She gets hacked up, dragged away, like, grabs her foot and drags her. Yeah, when he drags her to, like, uh, her hand, isn't she holding something? I just all I remember is like that drag that shot where he's dragging her away also reminded me a lot of Scream. So I don't know if Craven paid oh. homage to that when he was dragging the body of uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, maybe it looked really similar. Maybe she's dead. She did, and now she's missing. And so the mom, who's like, "Oh, she was gonna Louise was gonna talk she's to gonna Kathleen." Tell me everything. And they're at they're at that lunch on the lawn. Yep, and and, the, and sure enough, the toys start floating up. The toys start floating up, and there's this fucking doctor, this fucking <laughs> Doctor Caleb. Doctor Caleb, this guy's a fucking asshole. Like I hate this guy. <laughs> He's a medical doctor, like turned detective. Yeah, turned asshole. Yes. He's all like, "You're all a bunch," and he talks really weird. He does. He's, he talks like he's Welsh or something. He's all, "You're all a bunch of fucking idiots around here." He talks like, <laughs> like Doctor <Dr>. Evil. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can all, like, picture him from the Clockwork Orange. Have another glass. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he that's that's the way he talks throughout this whole fucking movie too. <laughs> um, but he's she's like, "Look, the dolls are floating up." And the mom, of course, yeah, like, and he call, yeah, and he calls bullshit. He's like, nah, he does. He's like, drain this that. fucking pond now. Drain, drain the swamp. <laughs> yeah. So they drain it, um, or they start to drain it. Yeah, it's gonna take a little bit of time. Meanwhile, Simon's out there hunting this fucking fox. <laughs> fox. This scene goes on for a long time, but it does build up a lot of tension. Like, there's a lot of like 
slasher movie elements. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's kind of out in the woods. Yes, he's out in the woods, and then he he hears something, and he goes to investigate it, and it ends up being a fucking owl, right in this cave. I think so, yeah. So then he's like, "Well, what the fuck is this cave?" And he goes in there, and he sees the fucking body again. Yeah, how'd you get there? Like Louise saw, and then all of a sudden he gets an axe to the fucking head. His, His head, head gets <laughs> chopped off, David. His head falls off. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking. It's pretty cool. Again, very slasher film. Yep. Very like 80s slasher film. But in 63. Yeah, but in 63. And so that's where like Hitchcock didn't show like a lot of that. Yeah. Like he didn't show a head get decapitated. No. So I thought that was cool. It was cool. But I was like, does the killer just walk around with her body at all times? Well, or we'll like, find, what's, yeah. what's going on here? You'll find that that's exactly what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, you. So Dr. Caleb now is the detective. They drain the swamp. They see at the bottom of the fucking, well, pond. They drain the pond. At the bottom, there's a headstone. And it says, forgive me, Kathleen. Forgive me, Kathleen. And they're like, who the fuck? And Dr. fucking Caleb's like, who carved this? It had to have been Richard. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and judging by the algae and blah, blah, blah. It's It's been there for five to six years. (laughs) Like, how does he know that? Fucking park ranger? (laughs) He's doing carbon dating? Tasting it. Yep. Um, But no, because Richard's like, it was fucking Louise. She wanted the money. Yeah. And she's 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 the only one who's gone. She stole a fucking tiara and left. Yep. And, or she was going to steal the tiara and, and... that had diamonds in it. And uh, Dr. Caleb's like, nope, that's been down there for like 10 years, well before Louise got married to John. So something else is up. Yeah. The doctor thinks, yeah, that Louise did it. And he's like, she's probably just hiding in the city somewhere. Yeah. With the When the gravestone comes up, he thinks someone else is behind that. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to figure that out. He thinks it's Richard because Richard's the like sculptor. But Richard's like, I work in iron, not stone. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. And it's also revealed that uh, Billy one time, apparently like under hypnosis or something, told the doctor about a dream that he had about this weird, insane person that came to his window and that it was Richard. Yeah. So now Billy and the doctor are like, we're going to go try to find Louise in town. Yeah. And where do we, where are we going to look at this fucking at this bar? bar. <laughs> we're going to have some drinks. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I need to get drunk. Yep. Yeah. So they go to this bar. Dr. Caleb's talking to uh, Billy and he's like, Billy, tell me. Tell me about it. Tell me about your dream. Tell me about your dream. You're at the end of a boat <laughs> masturbating. He's like, I was? Like, yes. <laughs> Please explain in vivid detail. Talk slowly. Stroke by stroke. <laughs> um, but then uh, Billy starts saying, like, fishy, fishy in a brook. Daddy caught you on a hook. And he just keeps repeating that. <laughs> Dr. Caleb's like, what? Well, all right. I thought, like, some of the movie got cut out because... Then the next scene is like Richard and Kane being married. Yeah. It cuts right to a wedding. Like, oh, shit. And there's tons of people there. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? There was no preparation. <laughs> no. At all. I thought the same thing. It's like, well, that was quite the jump. Yeah. And apparently they're getting married because they're like, listen, mom's fucking traumatized. She's up in bed. She's not going to fucking care if we get married because she doesn't like yeah. these weddings, right? Because that's when Kathleen died. I guess died. So. so. So a very quick, impromptu wedding. Because, yeah, they made no mention of preparing for a wedding. Yep. And we're at the reception. Meanwhile, Kane's walking around looking for her husband. Her husband's off doing God knows what <laughs> with God knows who. And he's just like, yeah, I guess we're married. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. The milk's free now. 
<laughs> and so Dr. Caleb goes up to Kane and he starts talking shit to her on her wedding day. Yeah, why didn't he like stand up when they ask if anybody has any objections? <laughs> like that's the time, motherfucker. Like you don't do it after the fact. I know, it's her wedding day. Oh, you're an asshole. Anyway, so she finds Richard and she's like, Come with me to the barn. We gotta get a roll in yeah, the let's, hay. Let's bang. <laughs> they're both, and they are. Yeah. They're fucking. <laughs> well, as they're fucking, uh, Dr. Caleb's like singing this fucking nursery rhyme in his head. Walking around. And he's like, I got it. And he knows exactly where to go. There's like this fucking meat locker. locker. <laughs> <laughs> like where they hang the meat. And I he guess. goes out there and there's Louise's body hanging, hanging on, on a hook. meat hook. And there's the fucking Kathleen's body. Yeah, you again. Oh, we and for- I gotta say, I, oh, we also forgot the reason why the mom's all fucking distraught is because she got chased by the killer. Oh yeah, yeah, the killer chased fainted. her around. Yeah, she, it doesn't matter. She faints a lot. <laughs> she didn't die. Every time I see this dead body, though, I was like, that looks so fake. <laughs> and we'll find out why. Yeah. But I was like, that that's a doll. Doctor Caleb picks it up. <laughs> And he brings it out to the middle of fucking I, town square. I know just what to do. I will place the <laughs> doll person by a fountain. And the killer will reveal himself and I will shoot him and all will be done. And then I'll go out on my boat. <laughs> like, you're obsessed. <laughs> well, someone roll for me. <laughs> I need to practice. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> what, what we just said. Yeah, that's how Except for the ends. jerking off in a boat. But he uh, goes out and he puts the body out there. And then, like, there's a scream. So Kane and Richard stop fucking. And they run down to where the scream is. And Kane goes up to the body and she's, like, going to investigate. Out of nowhere comes Billy with a fucking axe. And he's going to kill her. Yeah, where'd he get that axe? Billy? Yeah. You just have it handy? Yeah, there was. They set it up earlier. All right, he, it was in a tree. And oh, he, he yeah, pulled it out. That's right. That's right. Okay. And so he's gonna fucking kill her, and this where the doctor shoots him, and he dies. And as he's dying, goes, "Forgive me, Kathleen." Yeah. And then he flashes to him and Kathleen fucking around as kids, and he pushes her into the pond, and she just sunk. And she just yeah, sunk like a rock. <laughs> and, and, he, and then he just walked away. <laughs> well. <laughs> So I'll see ya. See ya. And so he was the one all along. Yeah. And that it. Kathleen that uh, he'd been carrying around was made of wax. Oh, yeah. It was a wax wax figure. He was like Madame Tussauds. And he, and he made it apparently because he was like, I can protect this doll, but I couldn't protect my sister. Yeah. Yep. The end. The end. So this movie's not bad. So when Ari Lehman said it to me, he's like, um, it's a precursor to Friday the 13th. He's like, it's like the original Friday the 13th. He's like, Psycho was pretty much... Friday the 13th mm-hmm. also, but he's like, this is even more so. And he goes, I don't want to tell you too much about it or spoil it for you. Not that there was a lot to spoil because it wasn't anything that was hard to figure out. And again, when Billy is chopping up people, you see his outline of his face or of and his, his body shape. Like he's kind of tall and lanky and it looks exactly like him. And, and there's a little bit of light that hits it that you're like, okay, that's that actor. And the dreams that he has. It's like, he's the one they're trying to set it up that Richard, that Richard could is, be it. Yeah. Or that even the doctor, I guess at some point, I guess, but at no point did I really suspect either of them. No, Richard's just an asshole. Yeah. And the doctor's just an asshole. Everybody's an asshole. Yep. Except for Billy. So of course he's the one who, Right, yeah, he's the only quote-unquote nice guy. Yeah. So, obviously, he's the killer. Yeah, so he's obsessed with with 
You know, there's somebody, there's a little kid drowning. There's somebody who's obsessed with it and they kill people. So it is kind of like that whole Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th thing. And the other thing I'll give it is like, it's got these slasher moments. It's got very Hitchcock, especially at the beginning. Yeah. That opening where, uh, or not even the opening scene, but when he kills her after she gets out of the pond, I did not see that coming. And I was like, oh shit. Awesome. But up until that point, like with the whole Louise character, like it's very Marilyn Crane. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, this is who our star is, and all of a sudden she dies. Oh, you mean Louise? Yeah, Louise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah, She's like the Marion of the yeah, Marian. Of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's what I meant. Did I say yeah. Mar- Marilyn? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. She's like the uh, Marion Crane, right? Wasn't yeah. that her name? Yeah, in yeah. Fucking Psycho? That's her. Louise's character is like that. Because you think she's going to be the star of this movie. And also she does like very... And she, and she does something bad. And she does something bad and she's trying to cover it up and she's doing all this yep. stuff. So it's very like parallel to mm-hmm. Psycho up to that point. After that, it becomes a fucking slasher film. Almost. And I almost wish there was more kills. Oh, agreed. Definitely. Like, like there could have been so many more kills that would have been... Would have made this movie even that much yep. fucking better. But I'm... I'm like kind of disappointed in myself that I had never heard of this film. I had heard of it, just never seen it. And uh, and I'm surprised that more people don't credit this film as being the start or yeah, one of the this pretty early founders of of the slasher genre. And, and Francis Ford Coppola, like I know we all like fucking suck his asshole over The Godfather, which well deserved, <laughs> right? But this was a really good film. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, and there's flaws in it too. But I, I found it to be rather enjoyable. The ending sucked. Yeah, the ending was lame. It was just like, doot, 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 and then it ended. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's over. Yeah. So I'm going to give it two and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Yep. Two and a half for me, too. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would recommend checking it out. Uh, yeah, lots of, you can see that it influenced other movies. Uh, it was an interesting story, but yeah, I agree. The execution was so, so like the writing wasn't particularly good. There were things like just gaps of things happening where it's like, Oh, now there's a wedding. Like just things like that. Like the story just didn't seem completely fleshed out, Yeah, but I enjoyed it and I would watch it again. So yeah, two and a half for me too. Yeah. So, all right. So the details on the contest that we're having where you can win a swear wolves t-shirt, your very own swear wolves t-shirt, just like the one that I'm wearing right now. Yeah, but not that one. No. Unless, your, you, unless your you really want it. Yeah. I will. And you won't even wash it. I won't wash you it. have your musk all over it. <laughs> you can win a Swearwolves t-shirt, and you can also win an art print. Now, the art print that we're going to be giving away, it, it'll make sense because we're talking about Rob Zombie's 31. So this kind of has to deal with that. But it's from, um, three. is it Three from Hell? I think it's from The Devil's Rejects. Oh, Devil's Rejects. It's like inspired by uh, The Devil's Rejects, and it's Sid Haig is the prominent character on it but it's also got uh, bill mosley and, and sherry moon zombie sherry moon zombie so it's really good artwork we'll we'll have the picture right yeah we'll post it on twitter and yeah yeah and so to win to be entered to win in the contest and it's going to be a random drawing you have to follow us on twitter you have to like and retweet our contest tweet which will be out today after you listen to this episode you also have to give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Wherever you listen to this podcast. Yeah, whatever platform. So you give us a review, you take a screenshot of that review, and you send it to us. You can send yeah. it to us via DM on Twitter. Yeah, or drop it in the comments or whatever. Whatever you're comfortable doing. Whatever you're comfortable doing, just send it to us somehow. That will be your entry 
And then we'll look and make sure you did the other shit too. (laughs) Also, thank you for the review. Also, assuming it's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess technically it could be a shitty review, but then why would you want this werewolves (laughs) t-shirt? Yeah, exactly. Here's a shitty podcast that I hate. (laughs) So I'm going to wear their t-shirt. Unless you're just like, this will be one less t-shirt in the wild. I need clothes. (laughs) (laughs) This will be one less t-shirt in the wild and you're just going to light it on fire. (laughs) Just burn it. Take a video of it and post that. Do that. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay, so again, to recap, David, what's the first thing you need to do if you wanted to enter this contest? <laughs> uh, like and well, follow us on Twitter. Yes. Like and retweet the tweet about this art print giveaway and leave us a review and send us the review. Send us a snapshot of the review. If you've already left a review for us, yeah, just, just go us, back and take a snapshot, take a snapshot of, that. of that. There you go. And be like, look, listen, fucker. I already did this, asshole. I already did this. You're welcome. Yeah. But we're um, trying to build and expand on the podcast. And what a better way to do that than hold a contest yeah. where people can share their love for the swearwolves or their hate. Yeah. And give you stuff. You might hate listen to us. I hate watch stuff sometimes. Yeah. I hate follow people. I'm like, God, God, God damn. I can't believe this <laughs> fucking asshole did this. And I'm like eating popcorn while I'm watching. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. <laughs> so maybe there's people who are like, I can't believe these assholes are talking again. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever so enough about that next movie next movie 31 rob zombie 2016 september 16th 2016 to be precise what was the number one movie david of that uh i'm gonna go with lights out lights out lights out that's a horror movie it is which one is that it's the one where like there's like lights when the lights are there. out there's a <laughs> is it like a monster or a ghost or something like that but it only comes when the lights are out huh so you gotta have the lights on never seen it i saw it at the theater that yeah. was the only time i saw it i remember liking it did you but i haven't seen it since hmm that wasn't it nah there's a little movie called sully oh okay about the sully sullenberg yeah the guy who landed, landed the, the plane, plane on the hudson the, yeah 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 okay an actor you might have heard of before tom hanks <laughs> yeah he's in it <laughs> he's in it but uh that was the number one movie the number one song september 16th 2016 i went with side to side by ariana grande <laughs> <laughs> no no um it's equally as unfamiliar to me as that song side what? to side by ariana grande it's called closer by the chain smokers featuring halsey oh okay yeah oh yeah that song was everywhere what was that song isn't that the we ain't ever getting older? Yeah, like that, but that tattoo on your shoulder. That you know, closer. Whatever. It's not 2016 anymore. I don't need to fucking listen to this shit. God, that song was everywhere, and I did not like it. Yeah, it's fucking seven years old by this at this point. It's like the lyrics are ridiculous. Like yeah it's a seven-year-old song okay so that would be like when i was growing up like listening to a song from the 80s like to my kids yeah like it's it's like it doesn't seem like that long ago but at the same time it's like seven years that was for fucking ever ago (laughs) god we're so we're so old now so old i was talking to amanda from since the 90s Uh um on instagram and she was saying how because she had, she had worn her swearwolves hat and she oh, took yeah, a picture yeah, of it I and tagged that. us. That, that was cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you. And she said, I, and, and I re, reposted that and tagged her and she goes, yeah. And we just missed Quentin Tarantino. 
And then I was like, when I worked at 2020 video in West Hollywood, Tarantino came in and rented videos from my video store. Yeah. But he rented them right before or right after I left that day. And when he returned them, he returned them right before I came in for my shift. So I missed him both times. He did it on purpose. And uh, she's like, oh, she, she said something. And I was like, I can't remember exactly what happened. I, and I thought about it and I was like, that was 22 years ago that that happened. It goes by fast, man. <laughs> 22 years ago. I get like sometimes like those memory things on Facebook uh-huh. and you're like, holy shit, that was that long ago. <laughs> I can't really, I don't even remember what it was, but I got one the other day and it was like 11 years ago. And it's uh-huh. like, that feels like that was like two years ago. Oh, there's stuff with my, with my kids too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like my son's going to be 14 soon. And there was something from like when he was two and he was like dicking around doing something and we were videotaping him and he was like Tebow time. <laughs> it was like, it was like 12 years ago. Yeah. Tim Tebow was doing, the, doing the Tebow pose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's fucking nuts. It's ridiculous. All right. 31. So this came out in 2016, uh, written and directed by Rob Zombie. Had you seen this before? I'd seen it one time, like right about when it came out. Okay. I had never seen it. I think I tried watching it and I, I, this is not spoiling anything, but I tried watching it. I don't know if I was really tired or if I just was like, Oh God, I'm just not really into it right yeah. now. And so I just turned it off. Okay. But, um, so I had never seen it. This was a first watch for me. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't remember a whole lot. So it kind of felt like a first watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, written and directed by Rob Zombie, music by Rob Zombie, John Five, Zeus, Bob Marlette. These are all guys that he's worked with before, right? Yeah. Are they members of his band? Or? Uh, John Five is. And then Zeus did the music for Three from Hell, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Stars Sherry Moon Zombie, of course. Yep. She plays Charlie. Jeff Daniel Phillips plays Roscoe. Jeff Daniel Phillips, wasn't he also like Halloween 2 and Three from Hell? Yep. Shit like that. He's worked he was. with Yeah, Zombie he's worked with them before. Lawrence Hilton Jacob plays uh panda he's uh he's from welcome back cotter okay he played washington and welcome back cotter um meg foster who they live they live good you got those Masters weird eyes the universe she was evil lynn oh she was yeah that's right <laughs> she's got those fucking eyes her eyes are scary They're but awesome freaky she plays venus uh richard brake plays doomhead richard brake was also in three from hell yep and malcolm mcdowell plays father napoleon there's some other people in here too uh, eg daily oh yeah eg daily plays sex head she she's from peewee's big adventure <laughs> she's also from um she talks like the powerpuff girls she talks like timmy um pickles or t- oh I think rugrats from rugrats yeah yeah she's a voice actress mm-hmm. uh, primarily plot of this movie oh budget 1.5 million dollars box office eight hundred fifty thousand. Oopsie. <laughs> Probably not a big release. No. I think... Did it even come out in theaters? Listen, this movie probably... If it did, it was limited. Because uh, I think I saw it like direct, like yeah. pay-per-view or I don't know. So I, Rob I Zombie, it. we've talked about him in the past. Rob Zombie hit a fucking triple with House of a Thousand Corpses. Got up to bat. First time in the big leagues. Hits a triple, right? Not a home run. Yeah, yeah. But he definitely gets got, on base. Got, got people's attention. Got extra bases. Yeah. After that, they're like, okay, Rob, we'll, uh, especially all the shit that he went through to get that movie released, mm-hmm. right? Took like 18 years just to get it fucking <laughs> released. And then they're like, okay, Rob, we'll give you another film. And I think. Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. He goes out there and he fucking, 
he lays down a fucking double. Yeah. Maybe even another triple. Scores a run. And he's like, all right. we're g- Every time he gets up to bat, this guy. Yeah. Like, all right. You want to do Halloween? All right. Mm-hmm. And so he does Halloween. Halloween? Maybe it was a sac- sacrifice it, fly. <laughs> it made money, though. It did make money. That's what I'm saying. It's a yeah. sacrifice fly. Yeah. Right? So runners scored, <laughs> but he got out. But everybody's still kind of on board. And I think the Halloween remake, some people like it. Some people don't like it. But I don't think there's anybody that's like, I fucking hate it. Yeah, I think you're right. Halloween 2, on the other hand. has A lot of people have opinions. The majority of people fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm one of those. I fucking hate that movie. All right? So at this point, now you're like, okay, he fucking struck out. Not only did he... He actually fucking got into a double play. And he's... After Halloween 2. The side retired. (laughs) Okay. After Halloween 2. And and he lost the game. (laughs) Like... It was fucking awful. Yeah. So now I think people were maybe a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. And so this... And then after Lords of Salem, I think oh people God. were like, all right. Lords of Salem, he might as well... He's playing cricket in fucking <laughs> Ethiopia at this point. Like, he's not even on, on baseball. No. In baseball. Fucking, uh, fucking Lords of Salem. Because he crowdfunded this movie. So this movie gets crowdfunded. This movie gets, so it's all, it's an independent film. I mean, $1.5 million is not a lot of money. No. And he gets his friends back together and he's like, and we're going to make this film. Comes up with this. It's a very simple story. It's a story we've seen. It's The Running Man. It's The Fucking Running Man. It's, um, there's a movie with Ice-T like that. There's, um, like you said, The Running Man. There's also a movie with Stone Cold Steve Austin that's kind of like this. This is more of a horror element to it than those were my action movies or whatever. He comes up with an easy story and he comes up with some maybe some cool dialogue for one character <laughs> gets people together to make this movie some kick-ass visuals yeah there you go there's your movie there's your movie now is it good mm, let's talk about it okay <laughs> richard Brake comes in it's in black and white and he's like got he's like grease paint or something on his face yeah it's in black and white but you can tell like it's clown makeup and he's coming in and he gives a monologue to the camera which ultimately ends up being like this priest or this uh, pastor. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, talking. And this guy, dude, this monologue, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, the opening scene's awesome. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, this movie's cool. I didn't remember this from when I tried to watch it before. And I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like he talks about, you know, I get paid a lot of money to do what I do. I'm very good at what I do. Yeah. He's like, and I'm like, going to kill, I'm gonna you. kill you. Yeah. And he pulls out an ax like, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't sharpen it. It's it's dull. It might take me a few whacks. Yeah. Yeah. And the pastor's like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Where's my wife? Or please don't kill my kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my wife and my daughter or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he, he kills him. Yeah. He kills him real good with that ax. Just like he said he would. Man of his word. And then we get the opening credits. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and the opening credits start. And it's Bring like, it on. Walk Away by the fucking James Gain gang. Yeah. That, that song. It's got Sherry Moon Zombie doing Sherry Moon Zombie type shit. It's got like <laughs> old, around and stuff. old Super 8 fucking camera yep. filter on it. Um, it's it's all these fucking like carnies, basically, yeah. is what they are. Yeah, now it's October 31st, 1976. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. We were in a time machine. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go to 76. We gotta bring our time machine. We gotta go. Well, we fuck it. We left the time machine in 1963. We're back now. No more time machine. 
So they're in 1976, and uh, they're going from town to town. Like I said, they're carnies, and they're driving. They're kind of shitty carnies, though. <laughs> like, they just have, like, a fucking... It's not even a VW bus. It's like, it's like a van, a conversion something. van. Yeah. And they're just driving around having Rob Zombie dialogue. Yes. Saying, saying fuck a lot. Yeah. The dialogue here is so shitty. Yeah. And the acting is not really that good. No. First of all, listen, you know, we reviewed three from hell and I really loved Sherry Moon Zombie's performance in that movie. This movie, it's like, holy shit. She can't <laughs> act. <laughs> she sucks so hard in this. Yeah, she's very hit or miss. This was definitely a miss. Yeah. And then you got fucking Washington, fucking Panda, and he's got the J- Jamaican accent. And I'm like, why would we choose that why give as a him, choice? Yeah, why give him an accent? No, just have him be normal. Yeah. Like, not that Jamaicans aren't normal, but have his normal yeah, just accent. Just have him talk in his normal voice? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's not his normal accent. It's just weird. And then you got like uh, the one dude telling jokes about like uh, sex with his grandma or something, or I can't remember. Baking a cake, talking yeah. about jizz. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Well, we've made several jokes about jizz in this episode, <laughs> so I guess it's not that weird. No, it's not that weird, but <laughs> it just seems forced. It yeah. just seems very it's, Dawson's Creek. Like I said, Creek. it's very Rob Zombie like style of yeah. like people don't talk like that in real exactly. life. Exactly. That's why I say it. it's very Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Like. I guess when Tarantino writes dialogue, I, it, and it doesn't, it's not like how people talk, but, but it feels like it, it, it works. Yeah. Cause it's like a different universe. Like it just feels different. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's just, and maybe it's just cause they're better actors saying the dialogue in Tarantino movies. Yeah. Cause, oh God, it's atrocious. <laughs> so they're driving along. They need to get gas. And it's like, it's like, you better pull over and get gas. I don't want to fucking be out fucking here. Yeah, it's like fuck, fuck, fuck you, <laughs> you know. It's so stupid. And then they're talking about weed, and it's just like a really uncomfortably like weird conversation about like what kind of weed she has and how it's going to cost him money, and uh, it's just stupid. I don't even remember because it was that forgettable. Anyway, they pull over to get gas, and they're filling up, and uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips is filling up, and this is where E.G. Daly comes, and she comes walking around the corner. She's like, what you doing? You going hunting? And he's like, no, we're just uh, going up to this town to next spot. And she's like kind of flirting with him, I guess. And he's trying to flirt with her. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she's like, well, do you got any guns? And she's like asking a bunch of questions about guns. And he's like, no. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And then she leaves. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay. Good to know. She's asking all these questions because... She wants to make sure that they don't have any weapons. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, something's going to Something terrible is going to happen. No sooner does that happen than they go riding away in their fucking van. Later that night, there's fucking scarecrows in the middle of the <laughs> In the road. middle of the road. It's very House of a Thousand Corpses. Very much. So they're like, okay, we're going to get out and move these. So they get out to move them, and they get attacked. By the scarecrows. <laughs> they're <laughs> people. Unseen assailants. And... uh they're bound and gagged. A couple of the women die. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the driver gets killed. And the driver. And now we're left with... Uh, Panda, Charlie, Roscoe, and uh, was it Venus? Venus and... Oh, and uh, the other dude. Levon. Yeah. Levon. So it's five of them. Yeah. They wake up in this warehouse and they don't know what the fuck is going on. They're informed by some unseen people that they 
are going to play this game called 31. Yep. Why is it called 31? Is it just going to play 31? Is it just because it's on October 31st? I think so. And I got the impression that they do this every 31st. Every Halloween. Yeah, that's and they, that's what they say. And they even mention that, like, the beginning scene that we see with the pastor, one of the characters mentions, like, do you remember last year on Halloween when a church group went missing? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and right. that's yep. who they were. Malcolm McDowell comes over this loudspeaker, and he's like, we're going to play this game 31. And the two <laughs> other girls that are with him, or two other women that are with him. Yes. They're, like, dressed like... It's fucking, fucking weird. They're, yeah, it's like powdered wigs. Yeah. Like yeah. fucking parliament or something. Yeah, they're like, hello. <laughs> and they're like betting like millions of dollars and they're putting odds on who's on who's going to survive. And the odds are so stupid. Like, first of all, who creates the odds? Them. And yeah. they're like, a million to one. Like, <laughs> come on, that's impossible. Well, that's just because he was injured. So that's why they gave him a million to one. But they, anyway, they create these odds and they make these bets. And, and basically the game is that you have to survive. Yep. It's what 12, we talk, 12 hours. That's what we talked about before, the Running Man, all those other types of fucking movies. And we're going to send killers out, different characters mm-hmm. that are these killers. So the first one that comes out... Sick Head. Sick Head. And they all have head names, which yeah. is also stupid. It reminded <laughs> me of the Elvira pinball machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the Deadheads. Deadhead, and then it's like Big Head, Fish Head. That's right. Uh, whatever. Good Head. Good Head. Bad My head. favorite. My favorite. <laughs> Bad Head. Um, which made me want to play that game, and then I was like, well, I am going over to David's. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I digress. Play some Scared Stiff if you want. <laughs> um, so fucking uh, Sick Head is the first one. He's a little guy mm-hmm. who's... A Hispanic or Mexican or whatever he is. Yeah, he's the dude from Three from Hell. Oh, the luchador? Yeah, the little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is that guy. Yeah. Okay. I liked him in that movie. I did too. Yeah. So He's it, less likable in this movie. Yes. And he's dressed as Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a little Nazi. <laughs> who speaks Spanish. And he is going to kill all these people. And so yeah. he's going around trying to kill them. And he's kind of taunting them. It's like a maze that they're in. Yeah, it's like this It's weird... like a haunted house. Like, you just walk around. Yeah. yeah. It's like a maze. Yep. He comes across, um, is it Levon? Yes. He comes across Levon. He like rushes him. Yeah. And he's going to kill him. But Sherry Moon Zombie comes in and she hits him with a baseball bat. Yeah. Because they're all separated too, by the way. All these five. Mm -hmm. Sherry Moon Zombie finds him and she hits him with a baseball bat. I think Venus does. She like bludgeons him with like a, it's like a bedpost or something, right? No, it's it's Sherry Zombie. later. Yeah. 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 She's going to go save um, Levon. And then all of a sudden he wakes back up, uh, Sickhead wakes up and he starts chasing after Sherry zombie. And she's like, he's like backing her into a corner and then he like closes this gate on her and he's like, all right, uh, you're trapped. You stay here. Cause I'm going to come back and kill you. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to Levon and he like stabs him and he's going to kill him. Goes and finds uh, Sherry zombie and he's like taunting her and attacking her. And then this is where Meg Foster comes up. Yeah. And she hits him with like a spiked bedpost. Mm-hmm. And because they all find weapons. Yeah. But they're all like shitty kind of makeshift weapons. Yeah, like a pipe or a baseball yeah. bat or something. So she hits him, injures him, but doesn't kill him. And then Sherry Zombie just fucking annihilates him. him. <laughs> she like bashes <laughs> a dagger his, and a baseball bat. Yeah, she bashes his brains in. They go back to Levon. And he's still alive. He's still alive, but barely. He, he, he dies. Yeah. He dies in Panda's arms. Yeah. And Panda's really scared because, or really upset because it's like his brother, basically. Yeah. They yeah they're good, good, good friends. Yeah. So the crew is all back together now, the four of them. So you got Sherry Zombie, yeah. Meg Foster, Panda, Panda, 
and Roscoe. Roscoe. Jeff Daniel. Jeff Daniel Phillips. Jeff Daniel Phillips. Dinner time. They're walking around to get a, another announcement from Malcolm McDowell, and he's like, look, game's not over yet. Still got about nine hours left. Yeah, here's a little intermission. Here's some, enjoy some food. And then Panda's like, you know what, fuck it. I haven't eaten. Yeah, because at first they're like, this is poison. Like, well, that would kind of defeat the purpose of this whole game. Yeah, I don't, why would they I, poison they would, us? I don't think they would do that. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to eat it. Yeah, he's like, I'm so hungry. And so he starts eating. Jeff Daniel Phillips starts eating. Meg Foster's about ready to eat. But Sherry Zombie's like, I'm not eating this. I'm, she can't eat. Yeah. Well, she slides off something off of the table. And she looks. And she's like, stop eating. And it's Levon's body. Yeah, they're like eating his flesh. Which has been flesh. chopped up. And then cooked. And so, like, the ribs that they were eating oh, and so all the meat and everything. When did they get time to do that? Well, I thought about that, too. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? It's like, all right, I'm going to suspend my disbelief here. <laughs> Just slightly. Who's in the kitchen? Who's, who's cooking this? <laughs> Malcolm uh, McDowell in this powdered wig? Is he oh, working work yes. the kitchen? I know my way around the kitchen. Uh, needs more cumin. Well, it's like they're all rich, you know? Like, they're these rich business people yeah. who are, like, just sick. It's weird. Sick kids. <laughs> um... So then we got the next two killers, which come out, and they're like, "Listen, you defeated the first killer, but now we're bringing out these." Yeah, next level. Next level. You and get Psycho Head and Schizo Head. Psycho and Schizo Head, and they're again dressed as clowns, kind of like everybody's dressed as a clown with yeah. clown makeup. Um, and Psycho Head. Clown. Psycho Head is uh, Lou Temple, who is, uh, he's in some other Rob Zombie movies too. Yeah, and uh, they have chainsaws. Yeah. So then they're like, you might have defeated that little guy before, but you're not going to beat us. So the group is moving around and they were like, maybe we just need to barricade ourselves. And Panda's like, no, we need to like fucking kill these people. And Sherry Zombie's like, yeah, let's let's fucking slit their throats. <laughs> like she's like pissed. Yeah. She wants revenge. They find. They find in the, like, yeah. They find the pastor's wife. Find the pastor's wife. Like, she's been tied up for a year. A year. That sucks. <laughs> Getting used as a sex doll. Yeah, and probably eating people. Ooh. Gross. That's so gross. Anyway, she's like, just, she would look worse than this, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, let me free. And they're like, no, you're one of them. Yeah, like, this is a this is a trap. This is a trap. You're one of them. This is a trap. Well, it is a trap, but she is not one of them. Yeah, she was just the bait. Yep. Psycho and Schizo Head come out and they separate the group. So you got Panda and Meg Foster over. Yeah, there's like another gate that comes down. On one side against one of them. And you got Sherry Zombie and Jeff Daniel Phillips against another two yeah. or another one. And they're fighting and they're like chainsaw battle. Yeah, and Psycho Head kills the pastor's wife with uh-huh. a chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a fight. Roscoe knocks one of them like onto his chainsaw. That was yeah. pretty cool. And he starts getting. You know, cut from underneath. And yeah. then Sherry Zombie jumps on top of him and she's like forcing him into the chainsaw blade. So that's kind of cool while she's like stabbing him. Yeah. Then Panda and Meg Foster, they get the guy. They Schizo. Chop, they chop, chop his head off. off. Yep. They chop his head off with a chainsaw. That was kind of cool. So they win. So they grab the chainsaws or at least one of the chainsaws actually to use as a weapon for anybody else that comes around. Yeah. Upgrade. Yeah, it's like a video game. It's like Scott <laughs> yeah, Pilgrim exactly. versus the world. Dude, yeah, I thought that too. Very Scott <laughs> Pilgrim. Um, so then they go to the next level, basically, and uh, we get two more killers that come out. And then one of them is like seven feet tall, and the other one's E.G. Daly, who's like five <laughs> Very foot tall. Little, yeah, sex head and dead head. Yeah. 
And Deadhead was uh, one of the nihilists from the Big Lebowski. Did you yeah. recognize that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I fuck you. I fuck you in your ass. I fuck you. Yeah. Wasn't he in Fargo also? Was he in the movie Fargo? That guy's in the Big Lebowski too, though. Oh, I know okay. the guy you're talking about, but I don't think it was the same actor. It kind of looks like They that do guy, look alike, but, but this was a different dude, I think. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. So they're, um, they're like a couple. And they're like these Germans. He's like a German. He's like, oh, yes, I'm going to yes. kill you. Yeah. And she's, you know, just psycho. Um, so he goes and attacks uh, everybody. Yeah. And Sexhead attacks uh, Roscoe. Jeff. Yes. With like a chain. Yeah. And she's like, it's like she uses it as a whip. And uh, Roscoe is injured from the previous fight, but uh, she take and so she takes advantage of that, and she's going to kill him. And she's like, "I remember," or he's like, "I remember you." And she's like, "Oh, remember little old me?" And she's like, <laughs> just a fucking nutso. <laughs> yeah. Sherry Zombie comes and saves him. Yep. From her, and she puts a knife to her throat and grabs the chain and wraps it around her neck also. And she goes back to deadhead and she's like, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. And we should also mention deadhead, uh, before that happens, kills, uh, Panda. Oh yeah. With like a Lucille bat. <laughs> yeah. So then Sherry zombies got her and she's like, I'm going to fucking kill her. Yeah. Put your weapon down. And so deadhead drops his weapon. He's like, don't kill her. Don't kill her. <laughs> don't hurt her. And then he, she says to Meg Foster, she's like, fucking kill him. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. So Meg Foster kills him. <laughs> And then Meg Foster says to Sherry Zombie, what are you going to do with her? And she's like, fuck just it. Just her throat. <laughs> that was cool. Her, yeah. So now it's just the three are left. Jeff Daniel Phillips, he's injured. He can barely walk. You got Meg Foster and you got Sherry Zombie. Now the Malcolm McDowell and his crew are like. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we only got like three hours yeah, left. Yeah, shit. We got to call in the big guns, I think. Yep. And so they call in Doomhead, who is Richard Brake, who we met in the first scene. And, and he's, he's like <laughs> fucking what's her name? Um, oh, uh, Ginger Lynn, right? Ginger Lynn. Yeah. And like a really shitty. <laughs> well, he's watching uh, Nosferatu. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> In a very like, it's very, very dingy, very Rob very zombie. Very Rob zombie. Like just a gross, nasty Captain looking place. Spalding house. Yeah, exactly. But uh, he gets a phone call and they're like, we'll double your salary from last year. And he's like, all right, cool. And he like paints, uh, paints his face to Beethoven. On an eight track, yeah, getting in character. So he goes out and he, um, and he's like, as he's getting in character, he's like, I'm not crazy. What is it? I'm not crazy. I'm in control. I'm not. Crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm in control. And he, he keeps punches saying, himself. He punches himself and like bloodies his own nose. He is fucking nuts. He's, yeah, he's nuts. He does a really good job with this character. Richard Brick does, but he goes out and then uh, he kills Venus. Meg, Meg Foster. Yeah. yeah, Venus with a switchblade. Yep. And so now it's just Jeff Daniel Phillips and Sherry Zombie. And so they're trying to escape, and they find a place where they can escape and out And he of. tells him, he's like, hey, the doors are open. You guys can get out. Feel free to explore the grounds. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you, but yeah. I'll give you a little bit of a head start. So Sherry Zombie goes into this thing, and Jeff Daniel Phillips is like, I'm not going to be able to make it. I yeah. will hold him off as long as I can. So she hightails it out of there, and he does. He goes, and he tries to hold him off, but he's... For about five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> he gets he does, got real quick. He does as much as he can. He had no gas left in the tank. No. He's done. And he's like, just fucking kill me already. Sherry Zombie goes, and she f- gets out. And she's like walking through the desert, and she finds this house. Yeah, and it's daytime now. And she's looking through the house. Out of nowhere comes Richard Brake. Yeah, and he just knocks her out. Yep. And she's like... 
and he's like giving her a monologue. Yeah, he like lights up laughing. a cigar and he's kind of talking shit. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Do you know who said that?" And she starts laughing. She goes, "You think I really give a fuck?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I thought was a great line because it's like any time in movies where they're like giving monologues, it's like, "You know who said that?" It's like, no, I, and I yeah, don't I fucking don't, care. I don't care. Yeah, yeah you're gonna up. kill me. Yeah, so you, just just, wanna, you just want to sound intelligent. Yeah, why don't you tell me who to, it is? To you me, seem desperate. I'm gonna to die. Tell me. I'm not gonna yeah. tell everybody how smart you are. <laughs> so. Anyway, he's getting ready to kill her. He like chokes her. And he's like, look into the eyes of a champion. He like chokes of a her true champion. To to almost death, and then he stops choking her. Yeah, that was fucked brings up. Brings her back and then grabs a knife and he's about ready to fucking kill her. And then over the loudspeaker. You hear like a siren and then we hear weapons down. Yep. Time's up. She won. Yeah, and he's pissed. Yep. And then you see Malcolm McDowell and his two like women cohorts. And they're like, all right, well, see you next year. Yeah, and they're like taking off their wigs and their makeup. And putting back their suits. Normal clothes. Mm-hmm. So who won? Like the bet. The one girl. Oh, she won? Okay. Yeah, because she bet Malcolm McDonald like right. $5 like, million. Dollars. Yeah. I'll see that. And they have like But she gold. had 50 to 1 odds, too. God, she's loaded now. <laughs> Aren't they using like little gold tokens or something to like yeah. push their bets like poker chips? Yeah. Sherry Zombie's then free to go. Yeah, and she's like bloodied and kind of just walking in the middle of the road. Yep, but then along comes Richard Brake. Yep. And I thought that was cool because you see a van pulling up and it's like, oh, is it going to be somebody to help her? Or uh-huh. Who is it? Yeah, but Richard Brake gets out. It's like, oh, no. And then they like challenge each other and she clenches her fists. And then that's to, it. To dream on. Yep. Dream yep. That's it. That's the movie. It ends. Yep. Which I thought was unfair. It's unfair. Like, she survived. Yeah, come on, man. Leave her alone. Like, don't break the rules, dude. Yeah. Maybe it was just a staring contest. Maybe. Because they do stare at each other for a while before the movie ends. Yeah, it's like, who, who blinks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, he loses again. He's like, God, God damn it. God. Best two out of three. <laughs> Best three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> this bogus journey on her. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. So the first time I saw this movie, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, like hated it, hated it. Yeah, I was like, this movie's terrible. Uh-huh. It's still not a very good movie. I don't know. Like, I like the set pieces. I appreciate because it was a low budget. Uh, I thought they did quite a bit with the little, the, the little that they had. Richard Brake is fantastic. I yeah. feel like he steals every scene he's in. Yep. But like the dialogue isn't very good. The story's pretty weak. Yeah. The, all the characters are weird. Like these rich people. Like, we didn't get into why did they do this? Like, what do they do? I thought it would have worked better if it was almost like how they did in um, Spare Parts. Where there, was that what that movie was called? Yeah. Where they had, like, a group of people. Like, I would I thought that would have been cool if it was, like, this society of lots and lots of rich yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is how they get their jollies. Yeah. I thought that would have been more interesting. The It just seemed kind of pretentious. It was just weird. Yeah. Um, I, I'm between a one and a half and two on this one. I'm going to go one and a half. All right. Well, I'm going to go two. All right. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I agree with everything you said, but I, I was prepared to hate the movie and I didn't hate it. I was like, it's yeah, not I that didn't bad. Hate it. It's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, for all the shit that I've given Rob Zombie, that you've given Rob Zombie, that everybody has given Rob Zombie, like the guy can direct a film and we, and we've talked we've about, talked about this a lot of times. He's just not a good writer. Yeah. And I think, like, artistically, he has it. And that's what makes even a shitty film by him, they're like, well, at least it looked good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, this movie does look good. Like, listen, this movie is not Lords of Salem. No, and that movie looked fantastic. And I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie sucks. This movie's got an easy story, 
very simple story, shitty dialogue. But the good thing is, is like once it gets to the action, the dialogue stop, stops. That's true. Yeah. The shitty dialogue at the beginning stops. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just kind of shitty dialogue a little bit. I wasn't bothered by the Malcolm McDowell character. I was kind oh, of. No, like, I liked him, but I, no. But I mean, like, oh, not yeah. knowing why they did this, I was just like, they're just psychos, like a eccentrics. Yeah, they're just like it's like in Hostel. Yeah. Right. I mean, we get a little bit of backstory. I saw like all the odds stuff. I just thought it was silly. It is like, silly. the odds are now blah blah blah. It's just like it's just like a game though. Like you know, yeah. it's like going to a fucking cockfight with a cockswain. <laughs> He's jerking off, and it's yeah, like, it's, who's gonna jerk off first? It just seemed like it just felt to me like they thought, like it, it wasn't as clever as it wanted to be. Yes, I think like, yeah, it's a little like, hmm. mm-hmm. it's like, all right, come on. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of like a horror movie version of Running Man. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I like the concept. No. I just thought the execution, meh. Yeah. So one point seven five overall. There you go. I don't know. Yeah, see it, don't see it, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to do. We've already seen it, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't watch it again. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I've seen it twice. I think I'm good. Yeah, for the rest of your life. <laughs> if you have any thoughts on Dementia 13 or 31 or any other number that possibly pops into <laughs> your head, go ahead and contact us. How can I contact with you? Yeah, on social media, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app. Just search The Swearwolves. Uh, on Instagram, we are The Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. Uh, we're also on TikTok. Did I mention YouTube? Sometimes, There's yeah. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget the contest. Like, retweet, follow, follow, and send us review. A, yeah, a picture of your review. Make it a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so for the Swearwolves, I'm Brett. I'm David. Let's go row a boat, Ooh, if you know what I mean. I do. Back in 63. What? Was that how the song goes? Is it late September back in 63? I think so. What a lady. They went on Dementia 13. Let's see. What a night. That song's about getting laid, right? What a lady. What a night. Yeah. Get a funny feeling when she walks in. He's talking about boner. He's talking about his boner. Yeah, his dick is. Oh, what a night. December 1963. December, okay. He's, no, no. Oh, she just took a sh- Oh no. A shit or a piss? Oh, that's all right.